Hello and welcome to How to Win the Lottery Season 7 Graphic Content, Episode 4, The Seeds, by Anne Nascenti, author, and David Aha, illustrator. I'm Joey Lewandowski. My name is Shreds. Shreds, welcome to another episode of this fine, fine program. Thanks for having me. What have you, <laughs> what have you been up to lately? Uh, I've been, I just finished watching Command Z. Hmm. Soderbergh thing. Yeah. Did you finish Full Circle also? I did, yeah. Did you like one of them more than the other? I like Command Z better, but Command Z is so, like, low. It's essentially, like, mystery science theater. like Really? Budget. Like, wow. Yeah, but there's something so charming about it. Um, Yeah, it's cool. It's fun. There is something funny about Soderbergh. Not funny. Maybe funny. Fun, funny, whatever. He's just like... I could, if I wanted to, get a hundred million dollar yeah. movie by a studio. Yeah, I could sell my way like the rights to Netflix and international uh-huh. make any kind of movie. But I could also just shoot one on an yeah. iPhone, and I'm going to do that. He rules, and I'm just he's like, so he's so good. Why? It's but, been a long time since he did like one of those big things. I mean, I guess Logan Lucky kind well, like, of was, he, but that wasn't like that was a weird thing where he like he financed that himself. Like he was selling was things. Pr- in advance. I, th- I also think it was written by his wife secretly. Maybe. Right, because there's the... I the, mean, he's the, got, like, the pseudonyms where he, like, yeah, you know, yeah, he's yeah. the editor, he's his own editor and his own cinematographer and whatever. And Right, but I think his wife wrote it, and so it's, like, all that's in-house. Jules Asner? He, no, well, he just did Magic Mike 3 this year. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing. That Right, but it's not like, yeah, that's not like Ocean's Eleven big. Right, but few things are. But yeah, I, I guess when I think of big, I, I think I, I don't think of you like, mean like multiple, like a, a swashbuckling kind of like not just transitive. It's, it's got planes in it. It's got like international locations. Did you see Magic Mike three? No, no. It's got planes in international. Lo- I don't yeah, you were you were let down by it, right? No, I liked it. Okay, but XXL is like, which he didn't direct, but he. That's your favorite shot? one. It's a perfect movie. It's okay. unbelievably good. Yeah, yeah. This one's good. Anyway. The Seeds by Anne Nascenti. Yeah. It's weird a little bit that it is very similar in a lot of ways. Not every way, but very similar to a book that we covered two episodes ago, The Private Eye, in that it is post-apocalyptic. It is, there's a separation between people who want what we would consider modern convenience and people who no longer want that or no longer have access to that. And it also has aliens, and I'm just like, pretty cool. Yeah. 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 I'm trying to find a way in to to talk about this. It reminded me of a weird thing that feels very 90s to me um, where there were like bands called like Alien Sex Fiend and there was like, uh, I don't know if you remember Species, the, the film series Species. Sure. Uh, and there was like a lot and, and some X-Files stuff. Um, and you know, alien abductions all like have this like Cronenbergian body horror slash sexuality to them. Yeah. Um, but like there was like a lot of interest in fucking aliens in the nineties. I think that's not what this is about, but it's also kind of under the skin is kind of like that. I mean, that's not nineties, but that's much that, that like fits into that. Um, and this like really reminded me of like a 1990s aesthetic view of aliens and the body, which is probably all informed by H.R. Giger, right? Mm. It, it's like all like, uh, you know, Giger is like the, the, the guy f- did alien. Yeah, but he's also like his art, you know, his alien style art predates alien by quite a bit. And like, it's all about like, you know, phalluses and fluids and things entering things and, and, um, you know, and this is 
called Seeds, and it's at least partially about an interspecies relationship between a human and an alien. In spite of the fact that, like, it is at least partly about fucking an alien, it's not yeah. super horny. No, it's not. It's not. I, I would say, yeah, it's not horny at all. Like, there, it's, we, not, it's not like there are alien sex like scenes. Like, we enter, God, no pun intended, Yeah. like, post-coital, right? Like, post, uh -huh. like, it's just like, they're, like, both getting dressed or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like, yeah. oh, but now she's pregnant with an alien-human yeah, hybrid. Yeah, as you do. So this is about, I think, and I don't know that we ever fully get the definition. Actually, before we get there... I'm going to ask the question I ask every episode. Was this one of your picks or one of Heather's picks? Do you remember? Uh, this was me, too. But it, it was. it's also like um, between my picks and Heather's picks, it's not like, you know, the things that I picked were still informed by the direction that Heather, like, sure. pointed. Yeah. So, like. Yeah, the, I'm not sure. I'm not trying to, like. Create a, a delineation yeah. between me, between but me and Heather. But I, I will say, like, I picked this. Uh, largely because da David Aha is, and we talked about this on the on the episode with Heather, is is one of, if not my current favorite comics artist. Really? Yeah. What else has he done that I would know? Um, the thing that you would most know that is uh, very popular is he did uh, Matt Fraction's run on Hawkeye, which, oh, which oh, became the, a TV which show. The TV show. Gotcha is based on and which like the aesthetics of the introduction to the TV show is based on his art. So is this something you had read before or you were like, Oh, this is a thing that I have not read a phase that I want to check out. I have not read before. The reason I'm asking before is that you were Heather is because like, instead of just being like, Oh, well where are the instructions come from? You're like, Oh, I read it or whatever. Yeah. Just like, I want to know like where, if this is something, cause like, I don't remember. Uh huh. Anyway, I don't know. We fully get the explanation of like what's going on, but seemingly seemingly ranch there is an alien species that goes from planet to planet, maybe to dying planets. Yeah. To kind of catalog and collect mm -hmm. seeds to preserve that planet's biosphere sort of before the planet collapses. Yeah. And they make a very specific uh, exception to humans because they don't deal with higher life forms. They deal with. Because they talk about most times they go to a planet, there's like single cell organisms and whatever. Yeah. But here it's an evolved life form. Mm -hmm. But it's also like. And the evolved life form has fucked themselves with climate change and yes. things like that. And so to us, it's it's si like the science fiction element or the, the unusual thing is the aliens. But to the aliens, is the, it, like we are the weird thing, right? Like it's. Yeah. It's also doing like a. Uh, uh, it's like an eco book. Sure. It's a book about the, the coming climate crisis or the current climate crisis. And it's a book about uh, border insecurity and things like that. Now, here is a question for you. Not about this, but something that you because there had been there's been a rumored around the uh, lottery pod water cooler rumor mill. There's been talk of an eco module yeah, for a sure. while. Uh -huh. Would you have in the in the modules that we had done so far, because we had not done an entire season on graphic novels till now, would you have put a graphic novel in an earlier module? Well, I think the private I could have gone in the internet module, and I think that this could go in an eco right but I'm, I'm i'm wondering if like if you would consider if you would have considered putting a graphic novel because like we obviously you know like live blog is stylistically different literature yeah, sure, sure, person. Sure. like they're they're all novels like they're all text-based but they're all different like uh -huh. amygdala chablis is very different whatever the internet had a much more diverse approach to like storytelling right but i'm wondering if now going forward you know say we had not covered this yet but we talked about 10 graphic novels we do an eco module. Would you throw this in there or do you still see like a sort of separation of church and state between like 
traditional prose and then graphic novels. Like, uh, like, could there be eight traditional novels and two graphic? Yeah, yeah. sure. Because I I th- yeah, I don't see a problem. Because I think what was this was the module. I don't remember what there was one that we I think we've either done or we were talking about doing where part of me is like, I wish we could cover some movies, too. And I'm like, but that's um, not the point of the podcast. Yeah, right. Yeah. But I'm wondering and like these are books they are undeniably books. But I'm just wondering if like in your construction of things. Where this would fall going forward. You're open to it. Yeah, I think I, I would I wouldn't have a problem. There was a book that I was considering for. uh Another module. I actually considered it for this module too, but then I thought, oh, well, maybe we'll just do that for a different one, um, which is Charles Burns' book, Black Hole. Is that like sci-fi? What is that? Yeah, it's kind of uh, it's kind of um, uh, horny sci-fi body horror. Sweet. Um, so like Cronenberg. Yeah, it might it might be in the horny module. It might cool. be it might be in the horror module. Sweet. We'll see. Um, so these aliens come down and. Also very similar to The Private Eye is that this is a world where, like, newspapers seem to be in charge of things. Yeah, for sure. Which yeah, is strange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A Not re- strange, but like, a coincidence. As someone who's notoriously horny for newspapers, what is the, like, <laughs> um, how did you feel about this newspaper's relationship with the truth? I think it was fascinating. Yeah. Where the, so there's basically three main characters, right? There's the alien, there's the aliens, alien baby mama. And there's this journalist, right? Like, that's essentially uh-huh. the three main. Yeah. And so the journalist talks about how, like, when she was growing up, if I get this right, when she's growing up, she was, like, called a slut. And she's like, well, if they if they think I am, like, I might as well be. Like, you know, the it's about, like, yeah, shaping I, the narrative I, I, around I, that's you. That's the editor of the. Cause I thought it was her because I thought she talks about, like, because as the, as the book goes on, she talks about having to like writing headlines that are so good that you have to like figure out like what the story is and like uh-huh. shaping narrative, shaping story, shaping f- truth and fiction or whatever. And then when she takes a picture of the alien. Yeah. Maybe that is the editor. Maybe it's the fourth. Yeah. Editor. No, it's the editor. Cause remember she's, she's like, I once like wrote a headline about a vampire cult that I had to then start. start yeah. Which, which is, is funny. Yeah. It's really funny. But like, she sees the alien. She's like, oh, well, like, this is going to, like, screw up their plans. Like, I have to, like, throw people off the scent a little bit. So, like, oh, I just happen to be at this party where people are in the same kind of alien mask that are modeled after the real aliens. But the guy takes it off to drink beer and I can take a picture. And, like, look, they're all fake or whatever. And I think that there's something very fascinating about, like, storytelling. Uh-huh. And it's a little it's, – it's, like, scummy and shady. But it's also, like, you know, she's doing it at the end here for good, for the greater good. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. So I liked it. I think yeah, it's interesting. You, yeah, I like that ethical decision where it's like you either are a human being or you are your job. And yeah. you end up in this in this uh you know, Les Mis kind of place where Javert has to decide between being a cop and being a human. And he chooses to be a human being and kills himself. Oof. So uh which is, which is what all cops should do. <laughs> um, choose to be human. I mean, not I'm not uh-huh. uh, not the latter. So I was looking up because there's not a wiki for this book, but there's a wiki for Anna Senti, mm-hmm. and yeah, I, she, she has a, a storied career and yes. in, in a lot of different areas. And when I found out about this book, do you know anything about the, like the making of this book or no? Nope. Self published. Great. They did two issues, uh-huh. and then issue three got delayed seemingly indefinitely. And I think some sites reported like yeah. it was like canceled. I think it's like twenty eighteen ish, and it like 
it, there's like, I guess we're never getting more. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, like way later or however long later, yeah, they put out the four, the full four. This, this happens issue in volumes sometimes. I think just all in all independent productions, right? Yeah. It's just like, yeah. I think that's like, I, I'm glad because I like this book. I'm glad that we read it all collected. I think your intent to do complete stories for this module, as opposed to like, we're going to read issues 77 through 88 of yeah, Daredevil never, or whatever. Yeah, it would never work. Um, the fact that there's like a beginning, a middle, and an end, because like if, if I was reading this, like if I was the type to go to a local comic shop and like find a cool cover and be like, oh, this book is awesome. I can't yeah, wait for more. Yeah. And then issue two comes out, you're like, great. And then issue three just like basically never comes out. It'd be like so bums yeah this was a, you know a major problem with image comics and and it might still be but it definitely was in the beginning where it was like because these people no longer had bosses mm. so they were all like in charge of their own production schedules and stuff like that so they you would get like five issues and then there'd, there'd be you know months before the next issue that's so uh, frustrating yeah i mean it's the you know it's the it's the, it's the nature it's, of the beast yeah right? it's the price to, yeah. to pay you get you get maybe a higher quality product but you don't have the the clockwork corporate yeah. Uh, hand on the small of your back pushing you through a doorway. So you picked this because David Aha is one of your favorite. Yeah, yeah. What did you think I, of I, the art, the drawing in this? I loved it. It was, it's like, you know, it's not, um, it's different from his other art that I, okay. that I've, that I've seen and loved. Um, does he color his own stuff? Like, I don't understand how any of this works. Like, is he also the color? I don't know. No? I don't, I don't think so. I mean, is there like, this is it's like, basically black and like kind yeah, of like a light it's, green it's, it's monochromatic right? Yeah. right um i don't know i mean he's like uh his his art has a very like graphic design feel to it almost like there's especially like his cover work there's a very like a lot of these covers have like the beehive mm-hmm. uh symmetry there is a very cool it. the only screenshot i took of this is very near the end there is a full because like i was also thinking about while reading all the books so far this season thinking about the understanding comics and like the way the panel layout and like what you can do and whatever. And like, yeah. this seems not as a negative, but seems very like, this is the way we do it. It's like basically like either three by three or three by one. And there's like a big, like when a new chapter comes, right. And yeah. it's just like, there's two page layouts. And then very near the end, there's this guy where it's like all nine mm-hmm. to like the big story. I'm like, this is so cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it almost feels like they waited to like drop this on you until you're like, Oh, like this is, but it's just like, the, it's the bees. Yeah. The nine, the nine panel, uh, uh, grid is, is like, I like very classic. Right. So he, th- that's like working within the confines of a sort of traditionalist model. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's not like a, a particularly traditionalist artist. I mean, he doesn't look like, like I, I, I think, uh. Uh, in the uh, private eye, the art is significantly more like what you cut, co- what you expect when you pick up uh, right. a comic book. If you're, if you're like, this one feels casual. more like a zine kind of. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and that sort of goes with, um, although, I mean, private eye was also independently published. Yeah. Um, but, but it, it fits in with this like sort of underground journalism, uh, you know, telling a, telling a sort of conspiratorial story right. kind of art. Um, what did you think overall of the seeds? I really liked it a lot. Good. Cool. Um, I am, uh, I think predisposed to this kind of science fiction because it is telling the story like that eco climate, like that kind of, or like what's, what specific type of science I, fiction? Well, I was thinking more about the alien stuff, oh, okay. but specifically like, um, you know, we have lived 
I mean, you and I specifically have grown up in a world of X Files, but like yes. not only X Files, but in a in like a alien autopsy sure. and uh, like ideas about you know like Fire in the Sky, which is based on a uh, like quote unquote true story, or um, any of these number of of alien abduction stories that like sometimes are coded in a similar way as like the uh, kind of like the the preschool molestation scandal stuff where it's like people are using hypnotism and mm. and uh, trauma devices to try to figure out what happened to them yeah. and, and like repressed memories and things like that. So you don't really it, – it, it's unclear what's true and what's not right. true. And so like I think examining this idea of aliens through an untrustworthy print newspaper – is really interesting to me because it's like I did grow up with like looking at alien like National Enquirer or whatever, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, but I'm, I mean, even not National Enquirer, but like I, I guess I'm thinking specifically about like the videotape for Alien Autopsy, right. where it's like this is real, like the things and, that X Files is making fun of about like on Fox, and yeah, stuff yeah. Like that, e- right? Even yeah. though, even though, like you know, you know that it's not real at the right. time, it's like you're looking at it, and you're just like, well, like could it be real? That can't possibly be fake. Yeah, yeah. And, like how would they, you know, right? Well, are they allowed to do that? They're not allowed to just say that it's an alien. Um, um, so, like, I'm interested in the story of, of uh, a world vulnerable to those kinds of lies and then to have it be true because that's what I always wanted when I was a kid, right? Like, I wanted the alien autopsy to be a true thing. Mm. So, you know, I liked it. I liked it from that from that point of view. And then also from, like, an ecological point of view, um, it painted a world that I'm not looking forward to getting to. But, but see, feels inevitable. Yeah, yeah, is right around the corner. Where sort of... So where in the private eye, there was like kind of a metaphorical is the wrong ideological divide between people who were content with the anonymity of the new world and the people who would prefer things were a different way. In this one, there was a literal wall where outside the wall, there's like no electricity. There's no, it's just like, you want to live like that? Go for it. But like, we got like what's left of civilization in here out there is viable, but like you're on your own kid, right? Like it's. Uh, well, it also, which is like sort of falls in line with things that we said during the private eye episode, which is like there is this delineation between society and non-society. And that is constructed through information and access to uh, the Internet. Mm-hmm. Right. Like once you get outside of that wall, it's like it is the Wild West because yep. the, the world has fallen apart once you once you remove that from people. And whereas with the private eye, it feels like there was a – we didn't we don't see it happen, but it feels like it's a methodical like we're going to figure out a way to like preserve society as we know it yeah. without the internet. This is just like things broke bad. We, yeah. It we, felt, can't, we can't fix this. It felt a lot – aesthetically, it felt similar to like Children of Men or something like sure. that to me where it's like – you know, it's a very like – there's a lot of like chain link mm-hmm. and like people are still going to bars and stuff, but everything's a little dirtier than it used to be. And like part of that has to do with the the uh, David Aha's art, right? There is no like color. There's – it's none, none of it's bright – Right, it all feels it feels dirty. Yeah, it feels it feels like you're in this grimy kind mm-hmm. of kind of world where yeah. like like it feels like the like the Fallout video games like where it just like it feels like something happened even though something might not have happened it just might have been like the like I mean something happened but like not like an event like not like a nuke went off and like this yeah. is all rubble just like we ruined things and like this is like what is left. Yeah, and and the like uh, you know the power of the fourth estate once again. Um, 
but this time their power is derived from uh, controlling the narrative. Yeah, being able being able to tell you the story that they want you to hear based on your like monetary interest in hearing that story. Because there is, you're saying as someone you know horny for journalism, there <laughs> like the villains in this sort of are like the two like newspaper editors who are just like fat cats in their office kind of like shaping the narrative. You're like, but this isn't, I don't want to root against them, but like they seem bad. Yeah. Um, And then the other, the other uh, bad guy is like the guy that wants to put a drill in her head, (laughs) the alien that wants to put a drill in her head. Well, that's what I think is funny. You were saying that before that like we do get the kind of classic like woman strapped to a table, aliens going to. With a tube inside her uh, uh, inside her stomach, I guess. I like mean, belly her, button, her, her, her womb, right? Her, yeah, her uterus. But I think what's funny, what's weird, and maybe they just don't know because they they don't they're not used to dealing with higher life forms. They like let her still have her camera, so like when she like yeah, you yeah. know nearby, so she like blinds them with flashes and like has the photos and stuff. I'm just like, that's not how that's not how we we've been told like these kind of things go. It's like you're usually like, naked, like stripped of all your possessions or whatever, and like. You're there, but she just like seems. And she yanks the tube out of her mm-hmm. and, and like kind of walks away. And she's like, Jesus, this is. Yeah. It seems grimy. Sure does. Um, yeah. It's, it's it's like got that, you know, like sometimes there's this. um, uh, Like one of the reasons why I really liked uh, that movie Altered States is because like. Oh, it, yeah. In, in like the labs in Altered States, it's like everything's kind of gross. And, and yeah. there's, there's like papers on the table. And, like, Feels real. Half eaten sandwiches and stuff where and then like it's it's not like, you know, uh, like labs in, in, in most sci fi movies where it's like all gleaming metal and glass and stuff like right. that. So th- this felt like, you know, they're like doing it, doing an alien abduction thing. But it's like in just like a fucking basement with like broken windows yeah. and, and there's probably dirt all over the floor and fluids from different things and stuff. And then, yeah, I really think that the, this like book does a really good aesthetic job of like allowing you to live in the filth of the world that they're, they're taking part in. I think what I also like about like the alien, like we don't, we get a, we get a, a sort of a glimpse into like their society or whatever, but like on some level, it just feels like the main aliens boss is just like, why'd you have to have sex with her? Like, just like, why yeah. you screw? Like, we have one job here, dude. Like you don't what, what did you do? Like, it's like, it's basically just like, like, it's not the end of the world, but like you made everything more difficult. Like, why'd you do that? Like, it just uh-huh. feels very human in me. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, which is kind of funny. Yeah. I also like that the aliens sort of, uh, they, they are aesthetically, they're just, it's just the gray alien, right? It's the big head, big yeah. eyes, yeah. like yep. classic view of the alien, which is like, you know, the alien that is still trying to be put put off as as like the go to thing like that obvious bullshit in Mexico recently with the mm-hmm. like fake E.T. looking thing. There's like we're it's, it's seventeen hundred. We don't know how old it is. Well, apparently like that. Those people have like done that a lot. Like they've done the <laughs> no same kidding. thing in like multiple countries. I love it. That's that's their, it's, like it's just wild. doing the same scam everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I the fact it. that like it like made news again. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Right. But yeah. No, think, it's real like, this time. Not to quote Fox Mulder, but like we want to believe, like we we yeah, want yeah. to believe that there is something else out there for maybe religious reasons, for like spirituality reasons, just for like meaning or whatever. Yeah, like maybe we want it. Maybe we want it to fuck us. You know, like maybe we want like an alien sort of like phallic tail thing to like go all the way down our throats and like mm-hmm. impregnate us that way. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I also think, you know, we were, t- you know, the, the classic in terms of like adapting this, I know I'm jumping ahead, but like this feels also very adaptable because it feels yeah, like yeah, for sure in, in a world where there are aliens and stuff and like there's bees and mechanical bees and whatever, like it's still like very grounded in reality. Like it's very, not, not as a negative, like basic, simple, this is the world, you know, yeah. Fast forwarded 20, 34, like not probably not that many years plus aliens. Well, I loved, I, so I, th- that is like an area of the text that I really, really loved, which was the, uh, like the bet that goes on where it's like, you know, no mushrooms are going to save us. Mm-hmm, no, my mm-hmm, technology mm-hmm. is going to save us. Cause like, I think that's a thing that I don't know. Like, I don't, this seems like something that you and I might also be on opposite sides of. Whereas like, to me, it's like making more technology to fix a problem that technology caused is, is not going to be the get the thing that gets us out of it. But this. it also could be right. Like it, you never know. I think you need to play both yeah. sides. No, right? I, I have a very like, uh, um, and you know, that's a book that is like part of, uh, part of lottery pod lore, the overstory, which is, I think like one of the, maybe one of the first books that I, that I really pushed for you to read yes. right before, before the podcast. Like that was, I think it was even before the list of books that, basically became the podcast yeah and that's a book that like everyone that i've gotten to read that book has been like this book like richard powers man like real deal this book like made me think differently about the world like one of the major things that i learned from that book is like um like one of the best things that you could do is just like not mow your lawn and like don't like fucking like just let nature grow the way that the way it is because like you is that why you do it (laughs) no I, I, i do it to enrage my neighbors um but like to to let ecosystems sure. grow because nature takes care of itself and like we've only interfered with nature and we're the reason why things like the bees die because like without us bees would be thriving right so to then create things that that you know is further going to like alter the ecosystem in favor of humanity. Um, well, there's a thing that I saw like on that note that I'd never even thought of that like someone I follow on Instagram posted a picture of a sign she saw where it was like basically like when it gets warm in the spring for the first time, like don't mow this area yet because like all the bugs are like sleeping and things. And like, just because it's warm enough that like other things start growing or you should start like cutting your lawn or whatever, like they're still in there. And like, yeah, if you yeah. mow over them, like you're just like, you've like sort of again, inconveniently maybe like mm-hmm. let nature do its thing or just, you know, never mow your lawn. Yeah. Um, and also like, I think it appeals to this thing that like, you know, like mushrooms, like uh, it, it says like specifically like it thinks mushrooms are going to be the thing that mm-hmm. sort of saves us. Um, Let's talk about like mushrooms is like a higher power, right? Because like it gets in your bloodstream and like controls your mind or talks to you or whatever. Yeah, right. right. Psychedelic. Yeah. And and that's sort of like, uh, you know, there is the the stoned ape theory, which is that, um, do you know the stoned ape theory? I don't know. It sounds like some Joe Rogan shit when I say it right now, but like it's that, um, you know, prehistoric man ate mushrooms and the the eating of psychedelic mushrooms helped to like achieve our push forward evolution uh past you know whatever it was previously you are right that seems like a broken <laughs> bullshit but like i like my thing is that like i think like mushrooms or fungus like specifically do seem almost alien like like sure. they're like yeah. the most interesting looking and they don't look like anything else really I think what's also cool about this is that, like, in terms of, like, not just the adaptation, but just in terms of, like, what we see on display, like, we never see, like, alien craft. We never see them yeah. do anything that's, like, funky. All the human technology is just normal. Like, it's very just... The aliens are usually wearing gas masks. Yeah. Uh, they're they're not really, like, uh, they seem very much like people. 
There's nothing really strange about them except that their heads are shaped a little bit differently. Yep. That's really it. They like to have sex with women. Sure. We never really get a sense, though, of, like, what their, like, grand plan is, right? It's just, like, they're just collecting seeds, and, like, we don't really know. We yeah. don't need to know, but I'm just, like, I don't I don't think I missed anything. Yeah, I think it's just to store, uh, you know. To catalog the universe, maybe? To catalog a dying race. Yeah. Which, you know, is depressing, but. Uh, like, do you know that there's that there's that vault in Antarctica? It's, like, a, um, it's a seed vault that just has oh, yeah. all of the, like. Yeah everything that you could ever possibly and like every virus too right like, like oh all, does that have every I virus? think so maybe That's... it's on the same one but i think that there there's like there are places on the planet that have like every like things that we have cures for that we don't have cures for they're just like they're just somewhere that's cool man not scary at all totally scary um what did you think of so like this is four issues each yeah. about you know t- sort of typical ish comic length with 30 pages each right it's like 120 130 pages in total each of those four is split into like six or seven chapters. Yeah. Did you structurally, did that help? Did that hurt? Was it neutral? No, I liked it. I thought, yeah, I, I, I liked the breaking up of, of things. This was a story that, uh, like, I think um, we talked about this a little bit in one of the previous apps, but like, I didn't, like, plot wise, I kind of had a hard time grasping it, but like, it didn't feel so plot heavy to me. No. It felt more like like it's, I'm getting the vibes of this it's world. People too, right? It's yeah. just like a it's a human story. Like I understand what's happening here. So I I don't know. Breaking it down into the chapters was was nice. I love a good uh, you know quote to introduce in a new issue. Oh yeah. Um. So we had all those. Yeah. Uh, some proverbs, some lyrics, some etc. I think what I liked most about this is that it was. For a thing about a dying race and aliens collecting, collecting seeds to, like, save the planet, it's just, like, let's make sure that this alien and woman who are in love with each other, like, get away safely and have their baby. Yeah, it's nice. It's kind of like Children of Men in that way, like yeah, you yeah. mentioned before, right? There's something there's something really nice about it. Yeah. In, in a world that still feels pretty depressing and, and oh, yeah. eco-disastery. Big time. Major. Um, is there other stuff to talk about with this? I don't know. Is this a, this is a short one? It's a shorter one, but it's also a shorter book, right? Like, yeah, yeah. like, like Coyote Dog Girl. It's you know four or five. Although Coyote Dog Girl, I think wasn't that didn't wasn't broken down or whatever, right? It yeah, was, it was just one straight through. But this is again, like, I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't think no. there's like because it feels complete. It doesn't feel like we're missing something. Like maybe I would like more, sure, but like, yeah, I think the story tells does well. Yeah, it sure does. Once again, shout out to the Shreds Man for picking things at the beginning, middle, and an end. We have an email address, lottery at cageclub.me. Oh, by the way, before I get there, do you know a website called Storygraph? No. So apparently I was watching Twitch today and a streamer that I was watching was talking shit about Goodreads and she was like, Storygraph is good. Goodreads sucks. Storygraph is good. Which also Goodreads is now bought by Amazon, so maybe that's why whatever. But you can also import your Goodreads reading into Storygraph. So like when you sign up on Storygraph, like there's like a... You can log in a good reason. It walks you through. Like you export from there, you import here, then emails when you're done. So I just got the email saying my import is complete, but I haven't looked at it yet. So okay. I don't know. But like supposedly, maybe worth exploring. Okay. Because I, I, I hate to give up all my numbers on the Fran Leibowitz reader, which I am I know. Uh, once again the most popular reviewer of the Fran Leibowitz reader on Goodreads. You know what I've also done? So there is a website called eReader IQ, which tracks Kindle price drops. And you can set up price drops for books or authors. Yeah. And so since we covered Jest, I set up an, a price alert on David Foster Wallace. 
And I've like, and when things go down to like a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, I just buy them. But I have so many different collections of his essays. Like I probably double buying things by now because I'm sure they're like repackaging right. or whatever. But like they're out there. But there's what I'm saying is there's websites so you can go. But I was wondering if, about Storygraph because I feel like if anyone I knew knew about it, yeah, it would be you. I've but. been so you know I I am uh, so dedicated to the Goodreads machine and not in a good way, just in a way that it's like that's the thing that's most convenient. Right. That's where how I can look for my last like twelve years of reading yeah. or whatever. Well, that's what I'm curious to see if like if you can export and import if it like actually because this I think. Again, not that we need it because you have more than enough to read and I have you, but I think their thing is better book recommendations. Right. Because it feels like Goodreads is kind of like, who's paying us to... I don't... Yeah, they're always like advertising like insane shit to me. Like, it'll just be like, oh, you should should read this book by... Danica Patrick. And I'm just like, why would I read a book by Danica? Okay, I'll buy it. Sure. <laughs> I'll look at the cover a lot. Sure. Oh, I didn't. I wasn't doing that. That's not what I was saying. We have an email address, lottery at cageclub.me. Our good friend Egg wrote in, write about this book, any graphic novel, any book at all, lottery at cageclub.me. Meg's reaction to the seeds. I really like the seeds, Egg wrote, but I wish I had read through it a second time before writing this email. I feel the art style and content meshed together perfectly. The art felt smudgy and dark and monochromatic and very true to the character's reality. I also liked how scary it was. When Astra had all those pipes attached to her, Astra is the editor, yeah. I felt sick and no, audibly gasped. No, just the writer, not the editor. Oh. God damn it. Yeah. Eventually I can figure it out. I'm never going to figure it out. Part of the reason Egg writes that I wish I had read this book again was because I wanted to keep track of the two birds that kept making Oh, yeah, 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 we should, yeah like speaking English or speaking bird right. or whatever. Yeah, we should talk about that. They reminded me of Odin's ravens. Yeah. Okay. I kind of sped through this story because it was so compelling, but I wish I marinated on everything a little bit more. All in all, I really enjoyed this novel. I did, you know, the thing is like when this, it's it's like weekly TV, right? Like when you have something that's four issues and you can read it over four months or a year or whatever, it does give you a significant amount of time with that one thing to talk. Like you buy comics weekly and then you talk yeah. about it with people, yeah. et cetera. Like with this, I did. I like, I read this all in one day and I wonder if that negatively affected my, my reading of it. Or if like I, cause when I was a kid and I was buying comics, I would read, you know, in a month, like I'd buy Spider-Man and then there'd be a whole month before the next. And how Spider-Man. many times did you read that Spider-Man in that month? Eight times, yeah. 10 times. Like but I think that's also like over again. the benefits of like free time and childhood. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Because it's also the same thing. Like it's not exactly the same thing, but it reminds me of like when you are young, like video games, right? Because video games cost, now they cost 70, but they cost 60 or 50 when we were growing up. And like you wouldn't have money. And so you would get one game and you played the shit out of like all of that. And then yeah. now you know, most working people have the money to buy like any game they want. At least, you know, like if there's a game coming out, but like they don't have the time. Right. And it's just like, when you have the time, you don't have the money. When you have the money, you don't have the time. And it's just like, it never, it's like nothing. You like, you read it. Even for reading Spider-Man monthly. Now you buy a Spider-Man, you're going to read that eight times. You're going to read it once, maybe twice. True. True. Just because of the way that things change. Right. So, um, I don't think it's a bad thing. I I like having the, I think there is benefit. I think for a compelling story that ends well, there is nice, something nice to waiting. And I think there's also something nice to just like in an hour or so, just reading the four issues and just being, you know, feeling good about it. Yeah. Um, and it's like, you know, 
it is only four issues, so reading it all at once is not that big of a deal. You can read it. Just go back and read it again and again and again. I did buy this. I have it, so I can read mm-hmm. it over and over again, and I probably will read it again. Of the ones that we've covered so far, Coyote Dog Girl, The Private Eye, No Longer Human, and The Seeds, is there one that you would like be most compelled to go back and like say like six months from now when you don't like necessarily yeah. remember all of them fresh? Is there one of these that we've covered so far that you like would be most compelled to go back to? Well, Joey, it's got to be No Longer Human. Keep reading. <laughs> I love I love jokes that don't make sense to anybody but you and me. Egg will get it. Uh, yeah. Uh, today, to uh, I guess, like, is it a crime to have sex with an alien? It's not. No, it's, there's no way it's a crime to have sex with an alien. Um, is it a crime to lie? Like, to, if you're a journalist, like, no, right? You can lie. Um, you can't print lies. Like, that's libel. Right. But if you're not. No, that's I th- it. I think it's, it's, it's no, but it's only liable if you're telling a lie about somebody. I think it's yeah. I think it's just unethical if you lie. It's unethical, right? Like you get fired because yeah. like journal like newspapers have like journalistic integrity. Right. But like, but if the editor is the one telling you to lie, then you can make up whatever you want. Yeah, then you're just doing your job. Yeah. Okay. So well, that's not a crime. Then. No, I guess today's crime is libel. Stop <laughs> spinning zombie fire.